What if you capped it? My name is Chris Cooper, and every week on this podcast, I like to do one short little episode called Food for Thought Friday. The idea is to give you something to chew on over the weekend. What if you capped your membership? For this example, let's say that you declared, I will only take 150 members. Now, obviously, there's some velvet rope effect, and I've seen this in person. I know it happens. When we announced that we would only take four new clients a month in Catalyst back in December, the line immediately formed out the door. It's true. But I'm not talking about recruiting more people using a trick. What I'm talking about is the firm commitment to limiting where you spend your attention. Hear me out. A lot of gyms coming into the Two Brain program struggle with the basic formula for success. That formula is number of members times average revenue per member equals your gross revenue. It's a simple equation, but most people focus only on the first part, which is how many members they have. But without knowing the second part, that membership count is totally irrelevant. You can have 10,000 members paying a dollar a month and still go bankrupt. Likewise, you can have one member paying $10,000 a month and still go bankrupt. There's a medium there that we should be aiming for, and that medium number is different for every gym. But if we choose that number in advance, then the amount of revenue that we make depends more on what people pay than on how many people we can get. There are a few advantages to thinking this way. The first is that you'll always know how many staff you need. If you limit yourself to 150 members, then you know that with one full-time staff member plus you, and maybe somebody working five hours a week to balance the books, you can run your gym. The second is that you're going to get to choose who your primary members are. Now, after 12 years of owning a gym and over 20 in the industry, I can tell you it's a lot easier to find and keep 150 great members than it is to find 300 pretty good members. That's backward thinking from what's out there, I know, but I promise it's true. A lot of the time, you can lose really fantastic members if your focus is on getting good members or great members, because then you're not paying attention to your best members who will stick around and who will pay the rate necessary. Here are some other advantages. When you reach 150 members and that's your target, you can basically stop marketing. You can stop worrying about how many Facebook ads you're putting out or learning the new Instagram technology or how much content you're shooting. Yeah, you'll have to push a little bit to keep that flywheel going. You have to stay relevant outside your gym, but all of your time and attention won't be focused on gaining new members. Another benefit is that you won't have to run programs that you don't really believe in yourself. You're not going to need six-week challenges, eight-week challenges. I love what these have done for a lot of gyms recently, but if you have to run a six- to eight-week challenge every six to eight weeks for the rest of your life, you are never going to have a cash flow asset business because you'll always be engaged. Another benefit is that you won't feel like competing for members anymore because once you reach that cap and you're making a great living and you've hit your targets, if new people are starting to go to other CrossFit gyms, they're not your competition anymore. You're full, you're good. You're making the income that you want and now you're maintaining. You're not competing for every single client. That eliminates a lot of feelings of like jealousy and stress and drama, frankly. Another benefit is the filtering effect. If you took all of your clients right now, let's say that you have 100 clients and you can extrapolate that out to however many you have. 
and you walked them all outside onto the sidewalk. And you said, my friends, after today, we're only going to keep 150 of you. And you separated out your 150 best and you told them all to stand on your left side. And then you told everybody else to stand on your right side. Who would be in which group? Obviously, your top paying clients would mostly be on your left, but also the clients who make you the happiest. The clients who cause you the most drama would probably be on your right, whether or not they pay you a lot or a little. The clients who are active competitors or who want to follow somebody else's programming in your open gym time, they'd probably stand on your right hand side. What is the value of that filter? If you look at all the stress you've had over the last 30 days, stress that was caused by clients, and you made a list of where that stress came from, or who made that stress worse, who amplified it, would all of those people be standing on your right-hand side when you split your clients? And what is that worth? The sheer mindset of knowing your ceiling is powerful. It can reduce a lot of stress. It can help you focus on getting the best clients. It can help you focus your attention on those best clients once you have them and create the better experience for them that's gonna last forever. But if you don't artificially set that ceiling, you're probably not gonna ever hit that ceiling because you'll always be scrambling for more, more, more instead of 150. You'll probably be focused on getting pretty good clients instead of keeping the fantastic, amazing, great clients. And you'll probably be dealing with a lot of stuff you don't wanna be dealing with. It's not a professional coach's job to sort out the drama, to shore up the breakups, to try and retain every single client who doesn't see the value in your service. It is the professional coach's job to coach, to change the lives of the people who do see the value of your service. But how much of that gets sacrificed because we're focused on recruiting and retaining good instead of keeping and serving great? What if there was 150? What if there was a cap? Have a great week.